some hateration and some holleration. I just love the drama. And I just love me some Mary J. Blige. Good evening, everyone. It is, it is a fabulous Friday, the 19th of April. I was going to say the 19th of February, but we are not in February. We are in April, which is crazy, which means there's only May, June, July, August, four months until I am 30, which means I'm no longer 20, which means I'm an official adult, which is just preposterous. Um, good eve, good eve to all, to all. Uh, I usually don't do podcasts on Friday, but there is a breaking story that just came out that I thought I was going to report about, because usually I was going to wait to do my Game of Thrones recap this Sunday, episode two, season eight, which is so excited, um, so exciting, and, uh, the biggest part of my life since, like, Wonder Bread came into my life. You know, when I was a little boy and I used to go to, like, elementary school, um, my babysitters, my nannies, my ayahs, which in the Indian culture is basically a nanny, um, they would make me butter and sugar sandwiches of Wonder Bread, and they were, like, the greatest most amazing thing in my life, but of course they're very unhealthy, but that's probably why I'm so energetic and crazy and jumpy, jumpy, loopy, doopy. Okay. Anyways, how are you, everyone? Um, I hope everyone had a really good week. It's been a long week. It's good Friday, so I hope you're all doing well. I was going to say, I hope you're all doing good, but we all know that's not proper grammar. Um, so let's just get right into it. The tea, uh, the tea, the tea. Speaking of which, I could use some tea. No, I could really use some coffee. I had a coffee today, and I'm literally, I feel like I'm on speed. And then I also had a really good sandwich. I got a really, really big sandwich from this place on Los Angeles on Larchmont called uh, large pot wine and cough, Larchmont wine and cheese. And they got a number three large on a baguette. And if you, if you've been to that place, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know, then well, you should really go. It's really good if you're a tourist and if you want to come visit LA. It's a really great race by Paramount. So here we go. Uh, the breaking news on TMZ and page six, and then I might check out E! News because that's all, also always a very reliable source, is that Adele, I've separated from my husband. Here we go. I'm going to read you the article. Adele, and her husband, Simon Konecki, just announced some shocking news. They've separated after more than seven years together. You know what this means? I'm just even going to redo the first line. I don't even have to redo the rest. This means an album, baby. I love me an album. Especially I love me Adele. Hello, where are you? Hello from the outside. I love Adele. Okay, anyways, I'm going to continue. Oh, my voice. Hello. I should have been an opera singer. Okay. Fun fact, I went to school for musical theater until my sophomore then I switched to communications at the University of Rhode Island. I really love communications, but you know what? It, it really did me well. Okay, to continue. The pop singer's reps announced the split Friday night in a statement to the Associated Press, saying, Adele and her partner have separated. They are committed to raising their son together lovingly. As always, they ask for privacy. There will be no further commitment. Comment. You know who else got separated today? Skylar Aston and his wife, Anna Camp, who's in Pitch Perfect. Must be a day of separations. It ain't a good Friday for them. Hi, hey, Kristen Allo. Um, everybody follow my friend Kristen Devereaux on um, Instagram. She loves my podcast. Also follow Doggy Goodman. Okay, back to the article. The last time we saw Adele and Simon together was in public back in January when the two were photographed arriving backstage at an Elton John concert at the Staples Center of downtown LA, Los Angeles. Adele and Simon have um, mostly kept their relationship under wraps since they started dating back in the summer of 2011. I was in college. She gave birth... Uh, to their only son, Angelo, in October 2012. Dell and Simon eventually tied the knot um, in a super-secret wedding ceremony, but didn't confirm their union until 2017. Oh, that's really sad. That's really, really sad. I love me some Adele. Like I said, that just means a new album, and I hope, I hope it's an amicable divorce. Um, and I hope that all is good. So let's not read what Page Six had to say. That was from TMZ, and there was no... Remember, there's... I, I like my verbal bibliography. There was no author of that. <clears throat> oh, you know what? It's by the Associated Press, because on... Page six. I need to get me on the Associated Press because I love the press. Adele and husband Simon Konecki have separated. This is page six. Adele and her husband Simon Konecki, 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 like Konecki from Greece, <laughs> have separated. The pop singers' representatives, Benny Taranti and Carl Fish, confirmed the news. Uh, 
Friday in a statement to the Associated Press, Adele and her partner have separated. The email statement said they are committed to raising their son lovingly. As always, they ask for privacy. There will be no further comment. Adele gave birth to their son, Angela, in 2012. I wonder if Jennifer Lawrence knows what the T is, because Jennifer, if you guys remember J-Lo, I'm um, sorry, J-Lo, maybe J-Lo too, J-Lo and Adele are BFFs. They were in New York um, at, last month at a gay club having fun, and uh, Jennifer was getting a makeover from a fabulous drag queen, a queen honey, um, and it was really fun to watch. It's on, it's on TMZ. On YouTube, too. Um, the Grammy-winning British superstar has been private about her relationship, but confirmed that she married Kinnicky when she won Album of the Year at the 2017 Grammys. In her acceptance speech, she said, Grammys, I appreciate it. The Academy, I love you. My manager, my husband, and my son, you're the only reason I do it. Ooh, mixing business and pleasure. Scandalous! Um... Kuniki co-founded LifeWater, an eco-friendly brand of bottled water in the UK. Funds from the company assist the charity that Kuniki runs, Drop for Drop, which provides clean water to countries in need. A representative for Kuniki cannot be reached. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the tea, honey. And that's really, really sad. I hope Adele and him work everything out. But Adele seems like she's a really good person, and she's very funny. Um, it's on E! News, too, but I don't. I think it's just basically like reiterating what every other... Um, Piece of press says. Also, if you guys watch on Instagram, it's Courtney Kardashian's 40th birthday. Happy birthday, girl. Um, but, oh my god. I'm reading an article on E! News. Alden Enridge, who was um, in uh, the solo movie, he was solo, was almost Dan Humphrey on Gossip Girl. I'm going to read this. In the alternate universe, Han Solo was the, go- was the Gossip Girl. In a new interview with EW, casting director David Rappaport opened up about the casting some of the biggest roles of his career, including the leads of Gossip Girl. And while it's, uh, while it's hard to imagine anyone besides Penn Badgley playing Dan, Rappaport originally had someone else in mind. Before Penn was involved, I desperately wanted Alden Enrich to play Dan, Rappaport told the magazine. Enrich, and only having guests on Supernatural CSI, even came in to read for the part. But producer side of the actor was too short to play Love Interest to Blake Lively. Blakely is 5'10", Enrich... Henrich is listed at 5'9 or 5'8. On the internet, in Basley, it was 5'9 or 5'8. Enrich uh, went on to eventually be cast as Han Solo in Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Story, and Basley played Dan for six seasons. Later on, Rappaport was casting you. You're going to think of one person with the role. I didn't think he would do it, Rappaport said of Basley, but once we got the idea in our heads, it all made sense. I can't imagine anybody else playing that character. Lively, as Serena Vanderwood was also the only person Rappaport could imagine. I did not have another choice, Rappaport said, having seen Lively and the Sister of the Traveling Pants. I knew in my heart there was no one else. Rappaport um, also dished on casting the CW slate of superhero shows. Stephen Amell was the first actor who read for the uh, part of Arrow's Oliver Queen, and Grant Gustin was the first actor who read for The Flash's Barry Allen. Melissa Benoist was cast as Supergirl's Cara Denvers. One producer said they wanted a Jennifer Lawrence type. Um, there's a quality about Jennifer Lawrence, an openness, a goofiness. She's relatable, Rappaport said. I know, I got to know Melissa, and she seemed to encapsulate all these qualities that were, that they were looking for. Let me read that again. There's a quality about Jennifer Lawrence, an openness, a goofiness. She's relatable. Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, I have friends that have read for, um, I have friends that have read for all these shows. That's so interesting. I want to know what, I want to know the T.N. Leighton Meester's audition. He only talks about Serena and Blake Lively. I'm literally sweating buckets because... Um, oh my god! Jennifer Lawrence as Crystal Norris on True Blood. A 17-year-old Jennifer Lawrence wrote for the part of War Panther. Crystal Norris almost got the part, but her age played a factor in not in going to another actress, Lindsay Pulpacera, landing the gig. Oh my god. Jennifer Lawrence, you're such a star. Tiffany Thiessen as Rachel on Friends. That's scandalous. Catherine Longford is Betty Cooper in Riverdale. Oh my god, I'm sorry. You guys got... This is all on E. 
I'm literally... Oh, my God. Lisa Edelstein has Carrie Bradshaw on Sex in the City. Ashley Olsen has Serena Vanderbilt and Gossip Girl. Initially, the CW wanted Ashley Olsen as our favorite beautiful blonde upper east sider. Casting director David Rapporteur's Budfeed told Buzzfeed... I'm sorry. I can't talk today. But he only had eyes for Blake Lively. I was terrified that we wouldn't get her or that they wouldn't like her because, honestly, the show lived and died on her. And I absolutely... And I had absolutely no other ideas. Rumor Willis. Ah! Here's the, okay. Oh my god. I'm so crazy. Okay. This is uh, this is late me stuff. This is Blair. Okay. Rumor Willis is Blair Waldorf and Gossip Girl. The CW wanted future Dancing with the Stars champion Rumor Willis as the bitchy Gossip Girl lead, but casting director David Rappaport. But casting director David Rappaport knew she wasn't right for the role, and eventually would cast her now to a no. I love Rumor. He told BuzzFeed, she's grown into quite an amazing actress in person. But to me, uh. But that, to me, was based on the protecting the investment of a television show where, creatively, the lesser-known girls really captured the essence of the show and carried it for six years. Oh, that doesn't really say much about Leighton's name. Um, oh, my gosh. You guys, this is the best article I think I've ever read in my life. It's e on e Online. It's about Dan. Okay, anyways, I hope you guys have a really good weekend. This is only a 10-minute podcast, and I'm sorry it's so scatterbrained all over the place, but I'm going to report to you Sunday with about with my Game of Thrones recap. Um, have a really good weekend. Have a good Friday. A good Friday to all. Good times, good times. Ciao.